Mamas, this is Sarah Comers, owner of The Mom Culture, and I'm here with my good friends, Gina and Julie, and together we make up The Mom Culture crew. We're going to chat about how we wing it and win it in motherhood while trying to raise good humans. We're going to chat with some of our favorite mamas that inspire us, so grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the chat. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. How's everyone doing today? Excellent. Feeling good. Feeling good. We've, we're caffeinated finally. We just did a little pit stop to get some coffee at Bean, so I feel like we're podcast Can't ready. complain. We've got our coffee in hand. <laughs> I know. We cannot complain, except for the line was a little long today, so, you know, but. This means it was good. It was so good. <laughs> it was worth the wait, worth the wait. So today on the podcast, we wanted to just have a little chat about activities and fostering passions and joining sports and all of that good stuff. Uh, We get asked a lot about what our kids do and um, especially like sports wise. um, I am not your typical crazy sports mom by any means. I'm more of like, if they want to do it, let's do it. But I don't push for any of it. Um, Gina's daughter does theater. So she's kind of got some unique perspective on that and um kind of all the ins and outs of that music lessons. I think we've kind of done it all between six kids, right? I think we have. I Girl think Scouts, seriously, we've sports, done it all. Theater, dance, piano, yeah, music, all of those things. And then Julie, um, you have been singing since how how old were you when you started singing? My parents joked that I was singing before I could talk. So I don't know when you start talking, is that like two? Uh it depends. It depends on one. the kid. I don't know. <laughs> Normally around one, yeah. One. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I I remember, like, honestly, vividly standing in front of the TV watching my Mulan on VHS, (laughs) and I was belting out reflection. Oh, my God. I think I was probably, like, seven when that came out. I'll have to check the year, but, yeah. So, when did you start, then, singing lessons? So, singing lessons were soon after. I think probably, like, fourth or fifth grade. Okay. Um, And that was, like, every single week, you know, like, it was a, it was just, like, quite a commitment like practice you know and I remember there were a few days like obviously if I was sick I couldn't sing so those I kind of got out of but there were some days where you know I was tired from school or whatever and like my parents were like okay well you said you want to do this so you have to stick with it and stick with keep it. going so they so never let me quit which was good um, but I always enjoyed it. It wasn't something that they were like forcing me to do, you know? No. And that's what we see a lot of, which is like why we wanted to chat about this topic is, you know, we started activities. Um, I think, especially when you're a first time mom, and I think Gina will chime in on this one is like, you feel kind of like you have to start activities. There's like that social pressure of like, join a baby music group. And in my case, like I was new to my town and I had a baby and I, of course, wanted to like connect and meet people. So I joined an Itsy Bitsy yoga class. So that was actually my daughter's very first activity. Did you do any infant activities, Gina? I don't think I did any infant activities. She was probably more like three or four, but I did a music class and we did a mommy and me preschool type of a thing. But yeah, I think it was more for me to get out. So you did more like the toddler activities. Right. I don't think I did anything as an infant. All the baby stuff. So I get, I don't know, maybe it was like I fell into that like pressure of like, oh, you should do these like baby classes. It's like for developmental, you know, all of those things, fine motor skills. I would like read those things. I'm like, oh, well, I need to do that because, you know, of course I wanted to do everything completely opposite of like my upbringing and with my mom. So I was like, oh, well, we did nothing. So I was like, we're going to do everything. So Lily was the baby that like I did the baby yoga class and then it became a music class and then it became toddler yoga. And then it was from there, I did some like non-baby specific classes. I did like mommy fitness for me, but it also included activities for her. Like afterwards, they would have a play group. 
And then we did stuff through the library. And then we went out obviously into like toddler activities, you know, the gymnastics and dance class. It wasn't really until dance that she kind of found like her passion. She loved dance. And um, when they're 18 months old, they can start those combo tap and dance. So that was probably like where I first noticed that she actually like she was enjoying something. When did you start noticing like an activity or something that just like clicked with one of the kids? Oh, that's tough. I think with my first, she actually did gymnastics for about three years. Um, and she loved it until she got hurt. And then she never wanted to go back. <laughs> but I think for us too, you know, we, we saw that she enjoyed it, but we also saw that she was never going to be a competitive gymnast. Yeah, <laughs> She just didn't have that inherent ability. So when she was done, we were like, that's okay, you can be done. Um, and she did some dance. Uh, but I don't know, she just didn't find a passion in any of those. It was fun, but it wasn't her passion. It was so different. Um, you know, when I had Remy, uh, Lily and him are two years apart and he was a completely different kid. He was naturally more shy. So when it came time to do classes, he was the kid that would bury his head in my chest and wouldn't participate in anything. And so I was like, oh, okay, this is different where she was like all into all of it. So with the second one, we didn't like, I didn't really do anything. I tried, but he had zero interest and that whole thing kind of stayed with him. He, every time we would sign up for a class, I did um, Parks and Recs. We would do those combo taught sports classes. Do you remember those? They're like four week. Yes. They're, yep. they're really I cute. They're called Eli. mini sports. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for like an intro into sports for your toddler, most local Parks and Recs have these combo little, they're four to six week programs. So I would sign him up for those. He would do nothing. He would stand there. What do you mean do nothing? No, no, like nothing. Like finger up his nose, like <laughs> would not get out in parts. He was just so shy. So, but my husband kept saying, well, take him back. And I was like, but he doesn't want to do it. And he's like, well, but you signed up. So take it back. So I would go for whatever it was, four or six weeks to stand there for the 35 minutes to an hour, depending on what class it was. And he would do nothing. He had zero interest. And after doing that probably three times, I was like, yeah, we're not doing this. I was like, it's just not his thing. You, yeah, you have to find that when it's time to pull the plug. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so how do you, yeah. So how do you know when it's time to pull the plug? Like, I think mom, like trust your mom gut. So I think, again, there's these pressures that they have to be doing stuff. I mean, but who says? Like, I know that they're good for like motor skills and building communications and social skills and all these things. But I mean, you know, when your kid's well adjusted and Remy was, well, he played with other kids. He loved his little like core friends and stuff, but he had no interest when it came to strangers or teachers when he was little. So like the toddler stuff, I was like, no. So I think you just trust your gut. Like Lily, oh my, the more the merrier. Actually at that time she wasn't in preschool yet. So I would take her, you know, to these classes because we did them normally like over summer and she would end up doing his class for him. It was the funniest oh thing. My gosh. Oh yeah. She wasn't even enrolled. And I was like, uh, you're kind of too old like, for this what was class. The class that, like he signed up for. So we did mini basketball. It's super, oh. super cute here in town. Um, they're at the basketball courts. They bring like the mini plastic. What is oh, it? Yeah, the like, little tykes. Yeah. The little school. tykes. Yeah. yeah. They put it out and yeah, he wouldn't play. So she would just, the ball would come, you know, roll her way. And she she'd, would grab, jump she'd jump right in. <laughs> and I was like, well, at least I'm kind of getting my money's worth. That's cute. But that's the thing is each kid is so different. 
different. So he had no interest like she did in the early years at all. But then around, I want to say, when did we start? We tried baseball in the mini sports, but he, again, no interest. So we backed off and I finally told my husband, okay, he's just, he's not that kid. We had done swim classes, but mommy and me. So I think he felt comfortable. He would do things like that, but he had no interest in group sports. So we didn't push it. Um, he started baseball when he was six, but the coach was a family friend. And so he had an instant comfort and he knew every kid on the team. So it was like, okay, I can do this. But he still like, he was shy when he'd have to go out to the mound and it took forever. And he continued this way up until probably about eight. His shyness was just so, so like prevalent that he would not, he, he just wouldn't participate. So do you feel like, because we know Remy is an introvert, like with other things we've seen, Yeah. do you feel like that helped or do you feel like that hindered him because of his personality? Like maybe it helped him be more comfortable in those situations or do you feel like it pressured him back into his shell? I honestly don't know. I, I mean, I think because we were not pushy about it, I think it would, I want to say it helped. At least I hope that sure, it helped. Yeah. Um, he eventually came out of it, but he'll still tell you to this day, like when he plays sports, he's like, don't cheer for me. He does Aww. not like to hear his name, the cheerleading or anything, because that's just his personality. Yeah, of course. He doesn't want to be the center of attention. No, not right. at all. Does not want to be the center of attention. And then, you know, you go from sports. Um, I don't know. How many sports have your kids? So you're, you're not as much into the sports as I am. Like, We're not. Um, the two girls have zero interest in sports. Um, kind of with them. Riley did, she did what, taekwondo for like six months. And then the sparring was just not her thing. She did not want to get beat up, which I can understand. I can totally relate. Um, I don't think Reagan has ever played a sport. And then Eli did flag football for one season and, you know, got the award for like most focused kid and best listener. And he did everything the coach asked him. And he was a great little, little boy, but he's, he's just not an athlete. <laughs> so <laughs> he just, it, you know, he's just Kids, not. If you're listening to this, she means it in the most loving way. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Mommy loves you. Yeah. He's just not like overly competitive. And so, you know, he wasn't diving for the flags like the other kids were doing. Um, but, you know, now he does Taekwondo and it's more of an individual sport. So um, that's his thing. He, he's been doing it for two years. He loves it, but you know, he's just, I, I don't want to say he's not a team player cause that doesn't sound right, but he just doesn't want to play on a team and, and have that level of competition. So. No, I think he's like very self-focused, which is like, yeah. it, it, they're all so different. Like Fletcher, my third, he is all into the team. He actually, he's pr pretty athletic. Um, but for him, it's that camaraderie with his team members he's like all into it. He's like high-fiving and yeah, guy, like he loves it. So he thrives in the team environment where like Remy just is like, yeah, don't high-five me. Like it's a whole different mentality. Right. He wants to play it because he enjoys the sport, but yeah. doesn't necessarily enjoy the social social part. Exactly. He's not into the social thing. And then like sports wise, we tried Lily and like she would do those mini sport things. Of course they were all paid for for Remy, but she would participate and she is not at all athletic we tried soccer twice and yeah, she would be out on the soccer field and she would see the butterflies and she'd be like, Oh look. And like the kid would score a goal on her and she was supposed to be defense. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, so that actually happens. Oh yeah. I've seen that in no, videos. No, no, and I'm no, like, it, Oh, that's cute. <laughs> ask Lily about the elephants in the clouds when she was supposed oh, to be yeah. goalie. Oh my God. Yeah. She really wanted to try to be goalie. And so, and we're very much like, we are not pushy sports parents at all. And, you know, I do hope that they always get like with a good coach that like lets them try all positions. And she was on a particular soccer team where 
there was like the coach was there to win. I mean, like I get it. He was there to win, but she really wanted to try to be goalie. And she was only seven at the time. And I was like, babe, if you want to try to be goalie, like you're going to have to ask. So, cause we're not going to go push and be like, make my kid goalie. Like that's not the parents we are. So she went up there, little blonde, sassy pants. And she's like, I really want to try to be goalie. And I think he didn't have the heart to say no. So he put her in. The other team proceeded to <laughs> score probably 10 goals because no she way. saw elephants in the clouds. Oh, yeah. But that's just her creative spirit. It, it's tw- exactly. <laughs> so obviously I'm with Gina. She's not, she's not my sports, you know, my sports so kid. I guess when, and probably every kid's different and based on like how involved you are as a mom, like, but how soon do you see these things? Like you always known that Reagan wanted to do theater. Like when did you see that, you know? Well, that was kindergarten, and that was only really? because we went to see a play that one of her little friends was in, and as soon as we came out, she was like, I want to do that, and I thought, yeah, of <laughs> course you do, you know, and I let it ride for a couple weeks, and she just kept asking and asking, and so we signed her up, and that was eight plays ago, Oh my so gosh. Um, she's all in, but, you know, we can talk about that, where she loves it, she's always in the ensemble, she's just in some group numbers, dancing and singing. She doesn't really want to be a lead. Um, we've talked about, you know, voice lessons or dance lessons, and she did tap for maybe a year, doesn't want to do it anymore, and that's okay. And, you know, she kind of understands that she's not going to get in the tap number in the play because she doesn't, you know, have extensive dance uh, experience. Um, and she's okay with that. And if she's okay with it, I'm okay with it. And yet I have met the theater moms whose oh, kids yeah. do everything, everything, and and that's great, you know, and if that's their passion, then then foster it, of course. But for me, theater's enough for her, and she's enough to just be in a few numbers and have fun, and that's it. And that's, I think you and I get along so well because we're not those competitive parents, and I'm not knocking the competitive parents. I mean, they, they do the time. I mean, they put in some crazy hours with their kids, the finances. Uh, you know, we know a couple people that do travel ball and um, competitive dance. And I mean, I, I do not understand how they are able to, to maintain regular lives and do all the things that they do. But again, they I think they're kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, some of them it's do, but yeah, a lot of it's a big sacrifice. Yeah. But my kids too, same thing. Like we haven't found that activity or that like sport that they are so all in that I'm like, all right, let's, we'll go all in with you. I keep hoping um, that something will spark. Lily still dances, but just like you with Riley, she, with gymnastics, it was, she loves to dance. She doesn't really have a dancer's body. She's going to be very, you know, tall. And she took such a long break that conditioning has been hard to get back into that place. But she even told me, she's like, I'm not going to be a ballerina. She goes, I just love to do it. So she's enrolled in a dance class once a week. And she also takes an adult bar class. It's really cute on Saturday mornings. She's like the only kid in the class, but again, she does it because she loves it. So she found, she found something she loves, but she's not, it's not like a career path for her. And I think that's the most important part is doing something that they love. They don't have to be best of the best. They don't have to be, you know, world champion, but if they love it and that's their passion, it just, it gives them something else to focus on. I know for us, you know, I love that they do something outside of school because sometimes school can be the place that's filled with drama and stress. And if they have a different, I don't know, just a different something that that they can put their attention to, it helps them. Even Reagan in theater, she always says that her best friends are her theater friends. And she has friends at school, but 
there's just a little more drama there, a little more going on. So she loves to go to theater and be there with those people because it's just a better environment for her. Yeah, it's the same thing with Girl Scouts. So, like, we did Girl Scouts, and we started when they were in kindergarten. I mean, they were tiny, tiny little babies. So little. So, so little. And it was nice because our troop went from kindergarten up until sixth grade. And to see the girls, like, have that relationship that grew and the community that they had made together. And we had lost a couple girls throughout the journey. But, um, you know, this core little group of girls, they grew together. None of them went to school together. That was what was kind of neat, really. Our troop was from all different, you know, schools. So they got exposed to different personalities and different people. Um, But it was such a beautiful um, relationship to see grow and um you know, I kind of, I don't miss the cookie cells. I'm not going to lie. Um, Me neither. Yeah, no. <laughs> the cookie cells were real people, but I feel like Girl Scouts is a great activity for young ladies. If you can find a good troop and are blessed like we were, we found a really mellow troop that didn't honestly push the cookies the first couple of years. <laughs> they were good about it. And I think our leader. She's magical. Her, yeah. And her vision was just about the girls coming together and, you know, being good people um, supporting each other. It wasn't very commercial at all. No. And I love that. And you know, it was one of the most affordable activities. What was it? $85 for the year, I think. Yeah. It was like what? $5 or. Yeah. Like our dues were like $5. It was nothing. It yeah. was nothing. And the, I love that Girl Scouts won't turn away any girl if they can't pay. So that was really nice. If you can't make your dues, the troop will, um, will absorb that cost. So I loved Girl Scouts. Um, I did not do any Cub Scouts or anything like that. I just didn't, if I couldn't run a troop, I didn't want to do that, but I did love our Girl Scout experience. And I think that that's one activity that I definitely, um, I don't want to say promote, but definitely approve of doing for young ladies. I think our girls got a lot of good out of it. And again, like it developed some passion, like Lily, um, you know, really found she liked the community stuff getting to organize. So, and it gave her some real like life skills that, you know, sports, I think sports are great, but if your kid doesn't have, I mean, she got nothing out of it, like at all. Right. And you have to just recognize that, that they're not all going to be, yeah, you know, be super athletes or. Where like Fletcher is, he really listens to the coaches. So Mm -hmm. for him, sports is where he is honestly getting some life lessons. And I didn't realize that until he got his award for football this, uh, this past year, he, um, got an award and the coach, uh, you know, says a few words about every kid and it was heartbreaking. He broke down. You guys have seen the video. It was so cute. It was so cute. I cried. No, I'm going to cry right now. He was so like just overwhelmed with the emotion of what his coach had told him, but he had even went in school and he did a presentation about football and the teacher was like expecting him to say, oh, you run really fast and you like tackle guys or you get like the flag. And she was like, do you know what he told me? And I was like, you know what? She goes that to be on a team, you have to be a good listener. You have to support your teammates. You have to be a team player. He was getting what sports are supposed to teach your kid these life lessons, right? Of team spirit and working together and listening. And I was like, okay, but see sports, sports works for him. Like it is his thing. He loves it. I don't know if he's going to be a pro athlete, but for him, sports he is the activity. He wants to be in SWAT. So that's probably. <laughs> I know. I know. We won't talk about that on this episode. I'm not promoting <laughs> that at all. I'm but like, all I'm saying, he wants to do something active. Yeah, He'll he's say, activity I want to be is, in the military yeah, exactly. or I want to be a policeman. Like he wants to do something with his hands. Definitely you know? something active. And, you know, we've tried other activities, music. You've done piano with both the girls. Did Eli do piano or no? Eli has just started piano. <gasps> Wait, what? And, and he's about three weeks in. He already wants to quit. 
And I, it's funny, I just texted the piano teacher this morning and was like, I, I think maybe Eli's a little too young. And she was like, she's like, you know what? He was so excited. She's like, just give him some time. It's okay if he's not practicing. You know, she really wants to, to foster it, which, you know, she does get paid. So, but he's such a good little boy. And I know that when he's there, he's totally focused and listens. So we're going to keep going with it. Um, and then um, Riley, the almost 13-year-old, next week, I'm going to cry. Oh, no. Um, she's been doing it for, we determined, seven years so far. And although she's not a concert pianist, and she does struggle because she's a little lazy and doesn't like to practice, she still says she wants to do it. And so that's one of the situations where, you know, we're like, if you're done, just be done. You know, we don't want to keep paying for this. But she still wants to do it. So so you're going to, yeah, you're we're gonna just going to keep, it. yeah, we're going to stick with it. And we're going to, you know, just understand that she's kind of a lazy teenager right now. Um, but hopefully it's a phase. And, and hopefully it'll turn around. So we did music, as you know, both the older kids. And this is where I have had a moment of like a tiger mom. I'm not going to lie. So I love music. You guys know that. But I can't carry a tune. Julie knows because she can sing and I can't. No comment. Yeah, I can't carry a tune, but I love to sing and I love music. And my husband and I are like, we wish we could play an instrument. Neither one of us can. Like tone deaf, right? My older kids can hear music and play it by ear. It is the most annoying thing I've ever seen in my life. And both, so when that little girl, Grace Vanderwall, won, uh, what was it, uh, America's Got Talent, I think, right? Is that the right show? Lily was like, I want a ukulele. And I was like, what? She's like, I want to play a ukulele. And I was like, well, it's a fad, right? Is that right? She wants to join, you know, because this little girl. But I went and I checked it out and she was sitting there strumming and she was like, well, I watched YouTube. And she's like, I know how to play this already. And she legit knew how to play off of watching a couple episodes of YouTube. So I was like, oh, well, if you're going to do this, we need to take some lessons. So we made a commitment of three months. And Remy, of course, you know, well, I want a drum. And I'm like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, I want a drum. He sits down at like Guitar Center and he starts playing with their drums. And same thing, the kid can like play. And I'm like, all right. So I found a music teacher that could come on Fridays in our homeschool. And it was great because I didn't have to leave because we all know leaving for activities with three kids is challenging. So it was great. And we made the commitment. We bought the instruments. We had the teacher in and three months went by and everything was still good. Six months went by starting to lose a little bit of focus by the time to renew for like around the next three months because that was kind of the commitment we made. Yeah, it kind of fell apart. They just became lazy and not at all interested in it. But it killed me because they're so good. But they have, again, no passion for it. Right. And that's where we're a little bit like that with Riley, where I'm like, it's been seven years. You have seven years in. You can't quit can't now. Quit. <laughs> so that's why we're like pushing just a little bit harder. But it's tough when when they want to give up, but you see they have a potential Um it's tough. And I've talked to a lot of adults who will say, I wish my parents didn't let me quit. I wish they, you know, forced me to play. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be the parent that she hates because I forced her to do it. But we push a little because she says she still wants to do it. But it's hard. It's hard to figure out that that line. No, it's so hard with you with music. Did your parents at all push her? You just loved it so much, Julie. I just loved it. Like we were very involved in church and my dad actually drums. So he would be on the worship team and that was kind of where I saw it. And I was like, well, I like singing. So then I, you know, I joined the choir and then did some like solo stuff and then kind of went from there. Um, but I was going to ask Gina, like for me, a big part of it is performing because you see the look on people's faces. You feel good. It's like a mutual sort of thing. Like 
Has Riley ever done recitals? Like, I wonder if that would help. And that's the funny part because Riley is an introvert, 100% hates to perform for people. She's done, I think, one or two recitals when she was younger. She refuses to do it now. She doesn't even like to practice when we're home. Like, that's how bad it is. So that's one of the reasons, like, when I take Eli to Taekwondo, she'll play piano. When I come home, she'll be like, I practice, Mom. But if I'm there, she never wants to play. So, and we have headphones. We're like, plug the headphones into the, it's an electric piano. Yeah, you know? no one can hear you. And no one can yeah. hear you. But it's funny. She has zero desire. She will never play in front of anyone. And not that's even funny. Family. That's how Remy is because he's such an introvert as but well. drums are the loudest instrument yes, ever. Yes, <laughs> but we also had, so he had a regular set and then he had an electric because we went all in because the kids have dexterous too, which like, I guess something like only 3% of the population it's is. very it's, rare. It's yeah. very rare. And so for a drummer, it's like gold, right? We're like... You are setting on liquid gold, child. Like, mommy could retire from mom culture for if you would be a drummer. But he's, like, not interested. But same thing. He didn't want anyone to hear him. His music teacher um, did recordings. So he would send them to the parents after. And Remy was like, "Don't, don't watch it. Like, don't watch it. And I was like, but I want to see your progress. I mean, I could hear it because, you know, they were up in the bonus room playing. But, yeah, I had no no interest. No, we weren't going to push him. Like, we just weren't at all, like, going to continue to push it. He he was the one that wanted to quit first. And then Lily shortly thereafter because she developed this whole, like, you know, she's a little entrepreneur herself. So she has switched activities for making stuff. So I was like, well, I've got to foster that. So, you know, we went all in on sewing and making slime and again it's like following their passions not so much what I wish that they would do because I mean if I had my brothers Lily would be uh you know guitar playing bass girl you know or bass guitar player and Remy would be a drummer which they might pick up later you know it'll be one of those things years down the road well that's what like Gina like we've talked about Gina and I have both talked about it I'm like like, don't give up. Like, you're going to regret it. And look at you. You're like, you know what? Not quite 30 yet, but you want to learn how to play guitar. Right. And yeah. I, I mean, I have made my own excuses and I've had a lot going on, but that is something once I get settled in and maybe when I become a mom, you know, maybe know. when the baby's sleeping, I'll learn ukulele or so, you know, I don't know. Like, that's why I keep telling like Lily, like you're, you're going to, you're going to regret it. Like I'm like, Julie wishes she learned an instrument when yeah. she was younger. I'm like, you're going to regret it. But again, it's, I'm not going to pressure. Too late. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to pressure them. So I think that that's what we've picked up in like being a more seasoned moms is try the activities, you know, expose them to things, but let their personalities develop. You might have a kid that's into music, you might not. You might have a kid that's into sports. You might not. You might have a kid that loves to dance but has two left feet. But if they love it, let them try it, right? Exactly. Definitely. And it's like fostering their passions. Like you were blessed, Julie, I think, that your parents, like you found one early on and they fostered it. And now you're an adult and you continue to foster your own passion. For sure, yeah. Like by you do music lessons still, right? Like voice. On and off. Like if I have a recital or a performance coming up and there's a really, really tough song for me, I'll be like, Hey, Miss Noni, I need your help. You know? (laughs) But I mean, it's little tweaks here and there and yeah, definitely podcasts and recording for me. That's what's helped the most because you know, I hear myself a certain way. And then if I record it, I'm like, Oh, is that what it sounds like? You know? So like, and I'm very, very critical as you all know. No, not you. (laughs) So I think that's a good thing, but also a bad thing because I'm like so nitty gritty with each note. And I'm like, okay, it has to be perfect. But when you're performing, it's like, it's just gotta be performance. Like, yeah, you want it to sound good, but it doesn't have to be like you sound in the studio, you know, where it's each note is perfectly on pitch and you're your runs are smooth, like all these different little things that you think of. But do you feel that it helps because your parents were supportive and not pushy? For sure. I mean, I'm definitely grateful that they didn't 
let me quit. You know, those yeah. times that I wanted to, but again, it was sort of this internal, I want to do this. I like how I feel. I like, I like this part of me where it, it was a, a mutual thing, right? It was like them pushing me along with like me pushing me. Yeah. See, so. like I want them, like when we make a commitment, we sign up, I'm like, I make them see it through. So if it's a four week class, we go all four weeks. If it's a six week class, we go all six weeks. I think that's important. Yeah. Don't let them quit. Yeah. Don't let them quit. But like, I also, if they're not, it's not jiving with them and they're not finding passion, I'm okay with it. I, I have friends that like completely their kids play sports and you know, some of them love it. And then there's some that don't, but it's more the parents pushing. And I'm always curious is to see how it works out later. If like the pushy parents, I I don't want to throw a particular family under the bus, but, and they're older now, their kids are like, I think the youngest one is almost 30, but it was baseball, 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 baseball. And he was going to play baseball. He was going to be a professional baseball player. They went all in on this kid. Well, guess what? He threw out his shoulder when he got to college. Threw it out. And do you think he plays baseball now? No, but did he have anything else going for him? Like that's, I've heard that story so many times. He has a degree, but yeah, he has not found a passion. And I'm curious if, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of curious if it's because his passion was kind of forced upon him early on that he hasn't had a chance to develop his own. So I don't know. I'm curious. It's like the thing I feel like we always are trying like the best to raise these little humans. And you know, it's a crapshoot. We don't know. Like maybe me being a little bit more like liberal with what they're doing activity wise, isn't going to pay off. Or maybe, maybe it is. Or, you know, maybe I need to be a little bit pushier or maybe that pushes them in the other direction. I just think exposing them to activities is good. It's so good for so many reasons. But me personally, my mom's style is try it, fulfill your commitment. If you love it, we'll continue. If you don't, let's try something else. Yeah, I think that's my philosophy too. Um, I think as moms, you never know if you're doing it right or wrong. Nope. So you just kind of have to go with your gut. But I think I think we totally agree that, you know, we're not going to force them to do something if they absolutely hate it. Um, but if they love it and they're having a great time and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I don't want to go today. Well, maybe it's just a today thing. Maybe it's just a, you know, a temporary where they just need a break. And that's okay too. Um, you just have to find that, that line of love and hate. Oh, yeah. No, my, there's a fine line. I think everyone sometimes just needs a good old-fashioned mental health day. And, you know, you and I are both good about giving our kids those. But the same thing that I remind, okay, well, you didn't go today. But we've also paid, so you're going next week. And if after you continue, like, we're not, you know, you don't want to go, then we're going to fill the commitment, and then we're not going to sign up again because mama's not going to pay for you not to go. Yeah, and we're the same way. If we paid for it, we're going. Oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> even if you don't, oh, you don't like that now? I'm really sorry. Like, tennis. You begged to play tennis. We're going to play tennis for those six weeks. When that six week is up, I will not be re-signing up because I do not want to listen to you complain any longer. (laughs) So as we kind of round out this podcast, um, I think the early years, I love music classes. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Almost all activities, I feel, do a free intro class. Um, Swimming, you can always go check them out. Um, Swimming, I like more parks and recs. I'm not going to lie. I've done the fancy, expensive swim schools. And honestly, I prefer the parks and recs. Yeah, me too. And parks and rec is a great um, great resource. Great resource, yeah, for, for really inexpensive ways to try a lot of different things. Yeah, and that's the thing is just try. And I think don't fall into the pressures of, you know, having to, your kid does not have to do anything because eventually you're going to find something that they love to do. And I think that's more important. But I think parks and recs is great. The local library always has events. Sports are great. But again, um, trusting your gut and your kid. If they're not, like if they're little, don't push sports on them, you know. 
um, let them kind of naturally come to it. Cause I think that for Remy made him a better player us not pushing those early years. He started a little bit late, but it sure didn't affect his game. He's a great little ball player. And then, you know, activities with girls. I feel uh, gymnastics and dance, even if maybe you know in your heart of hearts that they don't have that gymnast body in our case or that dancer's body, but yet they have the passion, let them go do it. I mean, you know, you don't have to be a prima ballerina to go enjoy twirling around. And, you know, it's great for your body and health. Um, I think art classes are great. Um, Yoga is another good one. My dog, yeah, we did a lot of yoga classes. I think, you know, anything for mind, body, spirit. I think activities are great for kids, but just don't be so pressured. And it's okay if they don't want to compete or do a recital or whatever it is. You know, even gymnastics, um, they, they did have some competitions, but not all the kids participated. And I feel like that's okay. You know, your kid can, I think they should, you should let your kid know that they can enjoy the sport or the dance or whatever, the instrument, exactly. and not have to do the performance if that's not who they are. Yeah, and you know, like in your case too, and I think the theater, I think it's great, but you know, you don't have to take voice lessons, you don't have to take dance lessons. If you just want to go up there with a group and sing your little heart out like Reagan does, go for it. Like, just foster their little passions, and I think, you know, not letting all the busyness of everybody else's competitiveness make you that competitive person. And I think in closing, we just, you know, try, try a couple different things, but don't feel so pressured mamas that they have to do it all or that you have to be competitive or it has to consume your life because that's another thing. When sports start to consume your life activities, I think it makes for a cranky household. Don't you agree? Definitely. And you all start to resent it. Oh, yes. (laughs) I know the resentment of baseball season is real with me. So I'm not sad that only one out of two is playing this year. But um, if you guys have any questions or need more resources, hit us up, um, like this podcast, comment, let us know what else you'd like to hear. Thanks for chatting.